Welcome to Filial Thoughts Podcast. Your co-hosts Josh and Alan are just two friends who love to talk. They're here to discuss their thoughts on everyday concepts and relate them to the relationships in our lives. Relationships with our family, our friends, our spouse or partner, God, and even the relationship we have with ourselves. For this week's episode, Josh and Alan talk about perfection. What does it mean when something is perfect? Do you believe that anything can really be perfect? Can perfection be related to love? Let's hear what Josh and Alan have to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Filial Thoughts. I am excited to be able to come here for this episode today for a very specific reason. But before we get into that reason, I just want to say hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I don't know what time you're listening. I don't know where in the world you're listening. I don't even know if you're listening, and that's okay. So my name is Josh, and I'm very excited to be here as one of your hosts. But with me, I've got the man with the perfect face. Please introduce yourself. He does not have a perfect face, and his name is Alan Martinez. What is up? Welcome, Alan. Good to have you on the show again. Very yeah. excited for this episode, I hear, aren't you? All righty. It is a favorite topic of mine, yes. That's amazing. So I feel there's only one way to truly introduce uh, the topic of this episode. So if you'll all please join me in uh, rounding yourselves out for... Uh, <clears throat> Nobody's perfect. You live and you learn it again and again till I get it right. Okay, no, 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 that's it. But did you get the picture? Perfection. That is the topic of our show this evening. Is it possible? Is it real? Am I perfect? Alan's definitely perfect. But how about it's we not. let Alan speak about it? So let's you get act- into this. You actually did it. You you went and sang it. I'm impressed. <laughs> We just got to say, our, our like, general manager, our tech producer, I don't even know what she's called, uh, but she was like, please, please, please sing the song. So, I hope we made her proud. You most certainly did. <laughs> um, all right. So, the way I'd like to start this off is, honestly, with a definition. Like, what is perfection in the first place? Or at least, how is it typically uh, seen? Or how is it typically defined? Please As explain, in, my friend. How is it typically defined? Um, I don't have a dictionary on me, but uh, I would assume that it's typically defined in that it has no flaws whatsoever, in that it has achieved the highest level of whatever it is you're, men- you're measuring. Sounds so, pretty perfect. Yeah, if there's anything that is superior to it, it cannot be perfect. If it has any flaws, it cannot be perfect. Mm. And I think that's the basic idea. Mm. And why do we bring this up here for everybody? Well, if you follow any kind of religion or you have strict parents, I don't know. You probably have heard of trying to uh, achieve perfection or finding a perfect world. So we kind of just wanted to get into that and think of our filial thoughts on the whole topic. Strict parents, so. it's a bit hard. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I distracted Alan. Let's let him, this is his passionate topic. So let's let him get into it. Nah, nah, we're 50-50. We got this. Um, but yeah, I wanted to uh, just go a little briefly into why I disagree with how, not what the def- definition of perfection is, but how it's typically applied. Mm. And uh, 
Josh, do you uh, believe that perfection is possible to achieve in literally anything? Think of anything as perfection possible to be achieved. In the definition you explained of perfect? Uh, yeah. So nothing is, there can be nothing wrong with it. Um, I'd say maybe a mathematical formula. Um, that's actually really tricky. I have no idea if the definition of perfect even really applies to that. I suppose yeah, so. I. It's, it's, it's absolute, right? But at yep. the same time... It could well, be wrong. We don't I mean, know. I mean, if your idea of perfect is that it's absolute, then sure, go ahead. Math is your friend. Um, I was thinking more along the lines of like anything in everyday life, such as, I don't know, what's something more prevalent in your everyday life than yourself? Riding a bicycle. I have not ridden a bicycle in years. Same, to be honest. <laughs> Either way, I think we get your point. No, I, yeah. I couldn't imagine being perfect in something. Or anything really being perfect. And to that, I disagree. Because while there are aspects of perfection that cannot be attained, or at least I would argue cannot be attained, at the very least, not at this current time, not with what we have, there are ways, I mean, there are aspects, at least one, at least one aspect in which things can be perfect. Unless you want to pull out to the whole perfectionist subjective type of argument, in which mm. case... Well, we'll get into that later. Ahead. Let's let you elaborate <laughs> your thought first. Right. So, um, I'm going to apply this to humans specifically, because that's the only thing I really thought of. Don't mm. mind me. Um, so the first thing is physically, is it possible for someone to be physically perfect? There are so many aspects, physicality is only one of them. Mm. And there's some aspects of uh, physicality as well. So is it possible to be perfect physically? Well, let's say, is it possible to be perfect in terms of health? Um, I suppose you can be in perfect health. But that also ties a bit into fitness. Is it possible for someone to be perfect fitness-wise? And to that, I say no, because there's always a better term for fitness. And by being fit, I mean, I mean being... Uh, uh, what's a good way to describe it to Josh? You're the kin major. I mean, even no matter what, your body type, body, body shape, your exercise prowess... Uh, usually there's always something off each day. You know, you'll feel off. You can be in really great shape and then something will just feel off on the day and you can work through that. But, you know, it's very uncommon to feel absolutely perfect on the day as well. Yeah. So when I mean fitness, I mean that. I don't really know any other synonyms for it or any other way to sure, describe it. Sure, sure. Um, there's always a better way. I mean, there's always an improvement to be made until you reach something along the lines of om omnipotence, in which case, yeah, that's, yeah, omnipotence is indeed perfect fitness. It's also completely unattainable by human beings. Yeah, sure. Or at the very least right now, we have no idea where technology is going to take <laughs> us. Again, that's a discussion for a different day, but 
let's continue on that. So you're talking about yeah. some growth, always having to continue to grow and there's something to improve constantly. Yeah, and that's going to be a main theme for this entire discussion in that there's always room to improve. And if you remember how I defined perfection, um, there's two things. One, there are no flaws with it. And two, there is nothing that could possibly ever be superior to it. Mm. That's why it's perfect. It's at the top. If it's perfect, you can't yeah. pass it. Sure. Yeah. Perfect scores. You can't beat a perfect score. Yes. So um, in the topic of perfect human beings, physicality, I do not think it's possible unless you want to define it in that, yeah, I have perfect health. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm, and I'm excluding fitness here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sick. I don't have any disorders. I feel great, feel really peppy. Yeah, sure. Perfect health, but are you really perfect physically? Just, just like that. Hard um, to say. Mm. And I'd also like to go into the realm of attractiveness as well, because why not? That's a basic part of human nature. Attractiveness, huh? Oh yeah, just, just uh, we might edit in some uh, saxophones later on. <laughs> see what happens. We'll see, we'll see. Um, so in terms of attractiveness, I do not think it's possible to be perfect. There's simply no way. There are people, it's subjective. Attractiveness is subjective. It really is. Yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if it's subjective, then there can be no objective um, perfection for attractiveness. Well, there's a lot of things that really influence your your view on what is attractive as well. Yeah. There's a. I mean, I'm not going to get into it in this episode. If you know who I am, you probably know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> but let's keep that tabooness out of here for now. We'll get into that till when the uh, when the time calls. Don't mm. you worry. Um. So yeah. So it is entirely possible for someone to be subjectively perfect to you mm. in terms of attractiveness. And that would be your definition of a perfect person in terms of that particular aspect, but it's not objective. And I don't think that's what a perfect human being would be. It's not complete either. It's not complete. It's not, uh, not everything in it. Definitely, definitely. We're not, uh, we're not rated by our physicality only. So I'd also like to go into the mental state. Is it mm. possible to be perfect mentally? Um, excuse me. So there's the aspect of health again. And the, the exact same thing I mentioned before applies to mentality as well, or mental health as well. Mm. You can describe it as perfect if you have no problems with it. Sure thing, but is that all there is to mentality? And then, uh, and then the rest of mentality, I think, well, it describes personality, right? We're going into cognitive functions, mm -hmm. how you respond to things, so on and so forth. So fitness applies here as well, come to think of it. But again, the same thing applies. No, there's always better. Um, there's always something better up to say omniscience and mm. then you can't be more perfect than that. And it's also not possible to attain. So we're just completely leaving that out of the question. Mm. So then where does this leave us? You're speaking so much about the inability to attain this, this perfect perfection. So where yeah. is this now? How well, are you culminating all of this here? 
Well, I would argue that there is one way in which we can oh. be perfect. All right, lay it on me. And it's in the realm of love. One can oh. be perfect in love. One can love themselves in a perfect fashion, absolutely, and without fault whatsoever. And mm. that is an aspect that we do strive to attain. And if you know me, I'm a super religious person. <laughs> you know us, we're all super religious people. That's the whole point of the podcast. Okay. And fact is, if you're watching this podcast, you probably are too. <laughs> so if we aspire to be like God, do we not? Do we not want to be perfect as our heavenly parent is perfect? But mm. can we be omniscient? Can we be omnipotent? Probably not. I mean, we haven't even really saved the earth yet. How are we going to become perfect mm. in such a way that we can just kind of end everything's good? No, we, I, I argue that we can be perfect in terms of God's third aspect, omnibenevolence. Okay, so, that's the first time I'm hearing that one. So, yeah. Um, one that can love others in such a way that it be that it is essentially perfect that if you give yourself wholeheartedly that if you love uh, something or someone like yourself like others and it doesn't even have to be romantic love it can mm. be saxophones it can be familial love it can be a friend um uh siblings love it can be uh love between friends the just four different realms of love right yeah. oh yeah so in terms of that I'd say that in order to be a perfect uh, lover, for lack of a better word, it would have to be in a healthy manner, first of all, and then um, selflessly in another one, and it has to be absolute. There can be no uh, caveats to this. Uh, Josh, you're the blessing person. Is there anything else <laughs> I forgot? <laughs> I mean, it really, so okay, so it's a lot of subjectivity is what I'm hearing still, even in that realm of mm. being able to give love um, in this unconditional sense. That's what I'm really getting at out of you. But how can you really know that you're giving unconditionally? That's the argument that I can, that, that's like ringing in my head. You know, as a student, as someone who likes uh, to uh, argue for things logically, as someone who likes to have a decent argument behind something. Mm. I really hate to say this, uh -oh. but <laughs> you'll only really, I think you can only really know if you feel it. Mm. You'll know, you'll know you're giving unconditionally if you know, you, ju you just know. It's just, it's not something that can be quantified. It's just, if you're giving unconditionally, you're giving unconditionally. That's, that's what it is. Mm. What, how else are you supposed to put it? Uh, Do yeah, you I ever don't... feel like you have given or received love unconditionally? Uh, well, there's a very, very easy, cheap, fake, well, not fake, but lame answer to this. And mm -hmm. that, yeah, God loves each one of us unconditionally, perfectly, but we're talking about... Ah, but about... do you feel that? That's that's a different question That's true. Well. That That's true, that's true very rarely because one can say that they feel god's love i think but 
do you really feel it? Are you just saying you feel it because you think in your head, oh, I know that God loves me. I know, I know. That's that's knowledge. That's not really feeling it, is it? Mm. And okay, so I'm gonna bring up an allegory here. When someone, uh, uh, typically when someone uh, say confesses to another person or someone just says, hey, sincerely, I love you, then your heart races at a million miles and you have all these emotions flooding through you, do you not? And Supposedly. That's not... I've never had anyone Supposedly. other than my mama tell me she loves me. Good boy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the thing is, with God, God is uh, um, completely perfect. And so, so it is love. And so if you felt that, and if you felt an unlimited reservoir of that perfect mm. love, if you truly felt it, you would know, you would know for sure. So that's not something I can answer for other people if they have felt God's love or not. For myself, I would say I've glimpsed a teeny tiny bit of it, but it's still overwhelming. Interesting. So no, I do not think that I have um, in the purest sense, but it's also yes, no and yes. Hmm. That's really interesting. So then I guess, I mean, there's a point in my head that that's popping up, but I want to let you finish any, any thought that you have on this topic of perfection first. Now, one thought that did come up is, have you, oh. have you ever felt it? Um, I really do feel it from my parents. They Ooh. give a lot to me. I do feel it a lot from my parents. I know from when I was a baby, my mom uh, had a lot of love for me because there was also a lot of pain associated with my birth because my grandmother passed away right at the time of my birth. Mm. Um, I wear her ring still, my grandmother's ring. And I, I don't know, I felt a lot of uh, love from even just my mom's maternal side of the family as well. But I can really feel that through uh, the amount of love that my, both of my parents have given me because I've made a lot of mistakes, but they've always like welcomed me back with uh, very, very open arms and a lot of uh, forgiveness. And, you know, there was a lot of work to be done there, but I could I can say without a shadow of doubt in my heart that my parents love me so unconditionally and deeply. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And it does bring up another talking point in that we can feel that kind of perfection, that kind of perfect love through others in our lives. Mm. It's not necessarily just from God. You start praying one night and then it hits you like a thunderbolt from heaven. No, you can feel it uh, from uh, people close to you in your life or even from random strangers, just a simple kind act to just um, what people do for you, how they show their appreciation, so on and right. so forth. And I'd argue that if it's perfect, if it's uh, completely and utterly selfish, so they're giving their all as a parent uh, does or should with their child as we, uh, as we admitted we should be doing for all people really. Mm. Um, then yes, it is perfect. That person is a perfect person, regardless right. of their physical or mental state. Right. Now, I we're like running halfway into our episode here, but I think we very we've gone fairly in depth on the idea of this unattainable perfection towards this attainable perfection of love. But it's hard to even imagine how does that translate into the lives of people, right? And especially, mm. so you said we're religious folk. 
Uh, and like oh, yeah. I said in the beginning, right, there's this whole idea within religion that we have to try and reach this perfect world, this kingdom of heaven on earth. And that seems impossible. You know, you see all the corruption, all the damage that's in so many different facets of life. And it's hard to imagine, like, how can that ever be perfect? You know, how can I, uh, I don't know, what's something perfect? Like, what does that mean that we don't have to pay for anything? Because, like, everything is just perfect so that everyone will know that we can use any product or, you know, it's just, is that an idea of perfection where everything is just absolute? That sounds impossible, right? Mm, we tried that on Earth. It's called communism. It didn't really go so well. <laughs> oh, <you went> there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! We said no we way. wouldn't. Oh no! You can finish your point. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> we said we wouldn't talk about politics. Um, that was just a cheap joke. If if you uh, disagree with us, that's totally fine. I'm not well versed in this. Yeah, you and know, perhaps... we don't really. Yeah, we don't know communism all that well. My mom knows communism very deeply, but I'm not politically inclined to understand everything she talks about it. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> but here, uh, yeah, I guess I would like to know your thoughts. So I have dabbled with this idea of kingdom of heaven on earth. And mm. what does, what is perfection? How is it possible to achieve? And there's one person that, one billion people on the earth believe it is perfect. I say one billion because I believe that's the count of Christians on the earth. Can you make a guess? I gave you a big hint. Who is perfect? Gee, I don't know. Oh, gee. Hmm, gee. Oh, gee. Uh, hmm. gee. Hmm. I'll give you Got a it. hint. Okay. Oh, you don't oh, need no, no wait. No, 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 no. It? Sorry. What's the hint? What's the hint? I was going to say Zas. Says Chi. Says Chi. I have no idea who he is. Starts with oh, she wow. with us. So sorry, man. I have no idea. Wow. It's well, Jesus. it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one way too long. <laughs> such a dead joke. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember talking with uh, one uh, one friend who is uh, Christian faith, and we were talking about that one quote that you mentioned earlier: "Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect." And I was asking him, so he, he was saying, you know, perfection's unattainable. I was like, so why did Jesus say, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect? If you believe in Jesus as a Messiah, right, as a perfect being, why would he say that? And he said, it's just to give hope to people on earth. It's not possible. He just wanted to give hope or else they would strive for nothing. <laughs> and something about that really didn't resonate with me. You know, he's entitled to his opinion on it. Absolutely. But it didn't resonate with me. Mm. So... I have to ask then, what made Jesus perfect? Could you pinpoint it? What is it that made him perfect? First of all, the call out, I like it. <laughs> well, nobody knows him. He probably doesn't even remember himself. Mm, okay. Um, to that, I'm, to that, I'm very grateful that I already went over what I believe is po possible for human beings, for any living being to be perfect in, and that is love. Was Jesus a perfectly loving person? See, well, you know, if we have any uh, uh, Nicene Christians in the audience, uh, then you already know the phrase, you've probably memorized the Bible inside out, I know I haven't, I'm not perfect. <laughs> um, for, he, for he so loved the world that he gave his son, his only mm. son, 
to save that it that we may be saved something along those lines but you know the gist of it you know right that, you know that verse right so okay i'm gonna go into a personal story real quick um i was making a really really cool necklace thing amulet amulet and here it is right here you may notice uh, that it's attached to some string well, and, for those of you who are listening and not watching, which is every single one of you, because we're not recording these videos, I can tell you it is indeed an amulet. True, true. Um, yeah. So there are strings that are going through it. And uh, I drilled a hole through it. And I tried to fit the string through it, and it just did not go. So I used a sewing needle, and this sewing needle was one that was long and thin obviously but at one mm -hmm. end there was a hook yep so what i tried to do was push the string through with the sewing needle and then placing my hand on the sewing needle and just pushing it down yeah as you can tell that's a very stupid idea as i found out because it went straight through my hand and oh i remember when this happened yeah <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> you almost fainted yeah i did it was very embarrassing but at the same time i also went into shock so it was not very funny at the time it's funny now um, you and you know what? That freaking hurt. It was a hook through the hand and it only went like half a millimeter deep, not even touching like anything important. It stopped bleeding after a little bit. It wasn't even that bad. I overreacted by a ridiculous margin. So but moral man, of the story, don't stab hurt. yourself, kids. Oh yeah, definitely don't. Don't do stupid stuff like that. But going back to what we were mentioning about Jesus, man got four nails, no, three nails, three nails, one through each hand, uh, a giant freaking nails through his palms, mm. and then a giant nail through both his feet. Yeah. So he went through all that to save humanity in some way or another. Would, you, would I say that he's perfect in love? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. You, you really go into it. And so I'd have to ask you, you know, you say Jesus gave love unconditionally that he went so deep into it that he allowed himself to be killed, right? Mm -hmm. So what's another way that you can really just define what is that perfection, right? What comes to my mind is that straight up life-filled integrity. Mm. A man or a woman, a person who when they say that they're going to do something, they follow through with it. 100%. And then we talk about you, you it seems your big theme was living for the sake of others. That seemed to be very much what you were talking about when you're talking about love. Yeah, this unconditional sense of giving, right? When you combine the two of those together, this living for the sake of others, unconditional prowess of love and then a powerful integrity to allow you to follow through on whatever commitment whatever promise you make that truly is someone who has reached perfection because i think that's someone that god truly works through can truly understand and that's a person who can understand god's heart as well really deeply imagine if somebody came up to you and said i'm going to I don't know, buy you a Lamborghini. All right, sick. some crazy example. You would just laugh in their face like, oh yeah, sick man, cool. Just like Alan's answer, sick. What if that's a person of integrity? Like imagine if they were actually able to follow through on that. 
right? And maybe they work years at it, but they followed through. Like that's the kind of incredible like level of perfection, not because they're this omnipotent being that, um, you know, it's like unattainable. It's a person who's really and truly practiced when they, when they commit to something, they will follow through no matter what. When you make some, some kind of commitment, um, you know, we could make a different part of the series and what I'd say is one of the biggest commitments, which is marriage. But um, either way, you know, you're able to follow through on commitment. It's like you have this amazing mindset where if you even think something will happen, that it'll come to pass. All right. Now, I think that's a little too much. That's a little too far because, you know, you think of a lot of crazy things throughout the day. But when you make a genuine commitment, right, especially for another person, can you do you believe that it's possible to truly make things like that happen? Mm, I personally believe that love is a decision. It's not a feeling. It's not um some kind of physical aspect. It's not to matrimony. Mm. It's not even that. It's a decision, first of all. One can choose to love, say, an object, a creation of yours. And I'm holding up the amulet again because I poured literal blood, sweat, and tears into that. Literal. Minus the tears. Half a millimeter know. worth of blood. Whew. Heck yeah. Anyways, so yeah, when you make that decision to love something, and this ties back to perfection as well, when you decide to, to love something, that's integrity. You have to be integ uh, integral, integrous, integral, 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 yep. integral, yeah, integral to that. And you have to follow through on it or otherwise it really isn't perfect love. It's, mm. is it really love if you just kind of break that decision? So that's really, I think when it comes down to it, I think just the closing point that we'll come out on is, you know, I think we talked about a lot of idealistic uh, concepts surrounding perfection you know it's really it's a, a big deep deep field but the the biggest point is i don't think perfection is a absolute point you reach just like you said there's a lot of growth i really think it's it's more so just this massive vision that you create for your life and when you have the deep uh unconditional heart to have a lot of integrity around that growth there's a lot more that can play into that and that's a lot more possible to achieve. And it definitely helps when you have many people around you with that same exact vision, which is why what made Jesus feel so impossible to reach because the people around him did not represent that, but he did. That's why we never feel that we can achieve it. So mm. it really does start, you know, I would say if you want to try and figure out is perfection possible, maybe try and start it in your family, your vision of perfection, try and bring that about in your family. Give it a test run. This is what another is it episode two. Oh my God. I, so many episodes, <laughs> Alan. You're setting us up for a 40 episode series. Um, Why not? But yeah, you can guys, I, I, I think that's everything that I'd want to say on the topic for this episode. So Alan, do you have any mm. other points to share? We yeah. can go on for a while. Perfection is a very big topic. Absolutely. And we here at Filial Thoughts encourage you to reach out to the people in your life and share your filial thoughts with them or with us. You know, we do like to hear your thoughts too. So just like we said, there's a lot that was covered in the episode. We hope it made you start thinking a little bit on that realm. Maybe you've already thought a lot more about it than we have. That's cool too. You can share with us if you want. You can share with people, you know, sometimes family is rough. You can share with people who are 
um, closer to you in your life, you feel more open to sharing with. But I really encourage, you know, try to practice that strong vision and integrity. What does that look like to you? And how can you work on that within the relationships in your life? I'd be interested to see where does that go? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I think that's a wrap. I think that's a wrap too. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Wa-cha-cha. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We would love to hear your thoughts too. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any future topics you want to hear, shoot us an email at filialthoughts at gmail.com. Until next time.